You're listening to the Mind Your Home Podcast. I'm your host, Mia Danielle, and I'm here to tell you that the number one thing you can optimize to give you more energy and happiness is your environment. If you're tired of the chaotic cycle and ready to feel energized at home with more simplicity, more energy, and less clutter, then welcome to the Mind Your Home Podcast. No matter who you are, you could probably benefit from having a little less junk in your life, right? But you may not even be aware of all of the benefits of creating a clutter-free space. Our environments are so immensely impactful. In fact, a study done by Blue Zones by Dan Buettner took billions of data worth of research from all over the world studying longevity and happiness. And he says that your environment, where you live and how you shape your surroundings is the biggest, most important, and most impactful thing you can do in order to favor your own happiness. So creating a home environment that breeds clarity and breathability and inspiration is really going to have an impact on your day-to-day life and happiness. Now, there are tons of benefits to living in a clutter-free space, but if you want to hear some of the main advantages, let's dive in. So number one is that you will have more money. Any way you look at it, you're going to have more pocket padding, okay? Getting rid of the clutter is like removing that clot that's been clogging up your financial artery, that clot being, of course, your clutter. Not only that, but you'll also see your financial health improving in a lot of other ways. For example, if you sell your belongings, you might find that you stumble on a new income stream just by doing that. I can't tell you how much I've made over the past several years from using OfferUp. That's my go-to selling platform. In fact, whenever we bought this condo, I was actually able to sell enough stuff on OfferUp to purchase a full new sectional couch that we still use today. Now, I don't want to dive too much into selling stuff because I feel like a lot of people use that as an excuse to hold them back. There may be some things that nobody wants to buy or that you aren't able to get the value that you wish you could get out of it. So don't let that hold you back from creating the spaces inside of your home. But hey, it never hurts to try and you could find that you have a little bit of an income stream in the process of going clutter-free inside of your home. Honestly, I had been practicing holistic clutter-free spaces long before we moved into this condo and I didn't even think that I had enough stuff to sell. So if I could find enough to be able to purchase a sofa and you're drowning in the clutter, I'm willing to bet that you have some things in there that are of value that you could potentially be making some money off of. But also whenever you start practicing and really embracing a clutter-free lifestyle inside of your home, you're going to find that you're just not buying as much stuff. Like you just don't want to buy as much stuff. And it doesn't mean that you need to go cancel your Amazon Prime account because you're never going to order anything again. You just become a lot more intentional about the things that you're bringing home. So a lot of the random purchases that maybe you used to make when you were standing in line at the checkout, you might find that you're just not enticed to purchase those anymore or that you're running through these mental filters of where would I actually put this thing? I find myself asking that question a lot. And it just naturally happens when you start to live a more clutter-free life. But also this new mindset that goes along with clutter-free living will likely transfer into other areas and result in passive savings. So when you're at the grocery store, you might find that you're no longer picking up some of the extra junk pieces that you were before or some of the things that you purchase on repeat without thinking about it that tend to go to waste. Number two, and the most obvious benefit of clutter-free living, the thing that draws most people to getting rid of the clutter, is less stress and over 
overwhelm. Now, I think that this is obvious and you may too, but you may not be aware of all of the research and studies out there that have a direct correlation between clutter inside of our environments and increased stress hormones, cortisol. Now, I go into more detail and share a lot of the research and science behind the psychological effects of clutter in a different video and episode, but it's so huge and it impacts every area of our life. Have you ever woken up in a good mood? You're going about your morning routine, making your coffee, getting your breakfast, feeling good, and then all of a sudden your family member comes down who's in a grumpy mood, and all of a sudden your day is ruined and your mood takes a nosedive. Tension is contagious. So when people are no longer stubbing their toes and having to dig for the car keys and for the nail clippers, you're going to find that the entire family home has less tension in it. Does that make sense? And this isn't just the case for families. This is absolutely the case if you're a one man or woman show. Number three, your home will be easier to clean. Have you ever seen that meme? I love it when I see this. Minimalism, because I hate to clean. And it's absolutely true, right? It's not that minimalism is interchangeable with cleanliness. They aren't the same thing. In fact, you can have a clutter-free home and absolutely be a messy person, and that's totally fine. However, Practicing clutter-free living does make it easier to clean. There are fewer things to put away, less hidden, concealed spills and dust. Vacuuming can be done without a moving party. There are fewer spider webs, and there are less spaces for trapped moisture to turn into mildew and mold. Speaking of mold, mildew, and dust, number four is that there are even health benefits associated with clutter-free living. I've spoken to doctors and practitioners. In fact, you may have heard an episode that I did with nurse practitioner Gracine Jean-Pierre, who uses environmental Environments as one of the pillars of her practice for bringing holistic health to her patients. And that's because our environments directly impact our health on so many levels. In fact, if you're listening to this in real time, we're going to be participating in a summit that's called the Life Cleanse Summit. There are going to be 40 speakers. I'm one of them. And most of the speakers there are doctors, practitioners, nutritionists, people who are in the medical profession. There is directly a correlation between our health and our environments, which makes sense. Even with just the stress detriments, like we talked about earlier, you have things like high blood pressure, anxiety and depression, difficulty breathing and oxygenation, muscle tension, heart attacks and rapid heart rates, and even libido and fertility issues. But aside from stress, clutter just makes you sick. So if you take, for example, a big dresser that maybe you have in your living room with a bunch of little trinkets on it, little statue angels or picture frames, it's a lot of work to clean these spaces off well, so it probably doesn't get done very often. So if you consider what's happening around all of those belongings and underneath them, you likely have at least a very thin layer, maybe even a very thick layer of dust. And this isn't fairy dust. This is the human skin dust with millions of dust mites on it. And those microscopic creatures are the most common cause of year-round allergies and asthma. No big deal, right? It just impacts your ability to take in oxygen, which as a human being is our number one resource. But let's talk about the kitchen because this is where you're messing with meats. This is where you're messing with things like raw chicken and grease. And adding clutter to this area is a recipe for some major illnesses like salmonella poisoning and E. coli, tetanus, bacterial infections, respiratory issues. In a nutshell, there are some health issues that could be avoided by getting rid of some of the clutter. Number five is that the environmental implications of living a clutter-free life are huge. So let's talk about the good old earth for a second, right? We all live here. It's a pretty cool place. We all like it, right? And we all get to share it. Hi, neighbor. So regardless of your political or religious views or background, I think that we can all agree that we should have a healthy respect for this space. And I'm sure it's no surprise that less clutter in our homes means less junk in our landfills. Because less junk means less junk, right? Those old hair dryers and broken bread makers and stained purses aren't being recycled. 
So they're being added to the landfill along with everybody else's not-so-biodegradable junk. But also, clutter-free living helps us to become less invasive overall. Basically, all of the things that you own take up space. Our belongings share this environment with us. The neighbor's kids are playing. What are you going to do? So if you own so much stuff that it can't fit in your home, so then it's like extending out into your yard and then into your yard storage area and into your garage and then into your family and friend space and then into the storage facility down the street, you can see that your belongings are becoming more and more invasive and your footprint is becoming Sasquatch size. Number six is productivity because your productivity soars when you practice just a little bit of minimalism. Look around your room right now, whatever room you're in, and make a mental note of everything that you see, every belonging on the wall, on the floors, on any surfaces that you have in the room. Just make a mental note of that. Each belonging that you own requires something of you. It requires your time, your energy, your money, if there's any upkeep costs. And if it's in your visual field, it's also acquiring your focus. That's because clutter competes for our brain's resources. And this isn't just an opinion. This is based on research that was done by Princeton University that showed multiple stimuli or a lot of things present in your visual field will compete for your brain's resources. It competes for that processing power of your brain. But even aside from the visual distraction, how many of you have experienced tidying as being a form of procrastination? I definitely have. It looks like if you go to your desk to get some work done and you're like, okay, I'm finally going to sit down and write this thing or knock out this project that I'm working on. But before you sit down, you need to move all of these papers and products off of your desk, you know, yesterday's old coffee mug. And then you start this whole process of tidying. And that topples out into now you're tidying up the kitchen and you're cleaning the whole house. It's a big domino effect. Have you ever heard somebody say, whenever I have a big project due, the house has never looked cleaner. Before you know it, your entire house is spotless and your project is hearing crickets. So having fewer things to distract you to procrastinate with means that you're going to have more focus and productivity. Number seven is that you can own higher quality things when you don't have as much stuff. A lot of times we're actually making that decision on repeat without really thinking of it of quality versus quantity. Do we want to have more things or do we want to have better things? And I know that a lot of people have this whole visualization of clutter-free living or minimalism as being one of deprivation, like a lifestyle of deprivation, or like you can't have nice things when actually the opposite is true. Because when you're not spending all of your money on so many frivolous things, and you're not bringing in so much clutter, you have more money and space for higher quality items that actually increase the value and the energy of your spaces. So it allows you to buy higher quality, but it also highlights the higher quality things you already have. If you declutter your closet and get down to the clothing items that you really love and care about and feel great in and get rid of the other items that were blocking your view, then all of a sudden your quality metrics skyrocket in your wardrobe. And this is true in every area of your home. You may have some really nice things that nobody can see. Number eight, clutter-free living can help others through you. And you might think this is a little bit of a stretch, but every social change starts with just a few people. Other people might see you living with more energy and peace and time in your day, and they might pick up on that energy and want some for themselves. You never know what kind of an impact that's going to make on somebody else. At very least, if you have kids, they're always learning from you. They're absorbing everything like a sponge, how you deal with your belongings, how you make space, what you make time for, what you spend your money on. All of these things are impacting other people. Not to mention the donation aspect, because when you have belongings that you're no longer 
you're using and you become okay with donating the things that you're not getting any use out of, you're helping other people who can get benefit from those items you're donating. Your loved ones are going to benefit from your new priorities and time and energy being able to see more of you because you're not spending all of your time on fixing up your home and doing the laundry and doing the dishes and whatever is taking up all of your time right now. When you get older, your kids aren't going to have so much stuff of yours to go through. It's going to be an easier process for them. There's actually this whole move going on right now. I'm not crazy about the name, but it's called the Swedish Death Sweep. Maybe you've heard of it. And basically, it's a movement for people who are retired or, you know, are getting older in age to declutter all of their belongings so that their kids don't have to go through the burden themselves. Something interesting to take a look at. But maybe even the biggest thing and the thing that on a personal development level you might not have considered is what the world can benefit from where you focus your new time and energy. I've seen so many people who, for example, go through my programs and they get the clutter out and they're able to suddenly focus on new projects or creations or activities that they weren't before, things that maybe they hadn't even considered before. And now all of a sudden, this new thing is growing and developing just out of the space that was created. You can't give everything that you have to offer the world if you're constantly running on empty. And a lot of times you have to prune back in order to grow, prune back your task list, prune back your space in order to create and develop something new. And finally, number nine is freedom. There's an unexplainable freeing sensation in letting go of things that are weighing you down. It's a real thing. Like, ah, I can rest here. You know, I can sip a cup of coffee in a chair without my mind having to hustle and bustle about like what all I need to take care of around me. It's just freeing. I mean, the fewer things that we have to worry about or tend to and the less visual chaos that we have that's mentally weighing us down, the more freedom we are able to experience on a minute to minute basis. I have a checklist down in the description to get you started and finally making these changes. It's totally free. I'll put it down in the description. It's called the four-step checklist to decluttering your stuff. So get started there, start making some changes and experience all of these massive benefits that are totally available to you just by letting go of the clutter. And after you've done that, then I recommend you check out this video that's all about why we have clutter. Understanding that can really make it easier for you to let go of things. I'll catch you next time. 